fellow spiritual trailblazer, this episode is brought to you by the Thrive in Your Purpose 90 Days Intensive. This intensive is for spiritual trailblazers and spiritual entrepreneurs alike who want to level up in their business, own their personal power, and be in the flow with the universal energy. This intensive covers manifestation ability. So we are going to dive into becoming a manifestation wizard, transformation so we can be our ultimate selves, developing and maintaining our confidence, setting up and launching our podcast, developing our success team, and developing our self-care plan. You can learn more by going into tmariejohnson.com forward slash thrive in your purpose to learn more catch the early bird special and get your bonuses again that's tmariejohnson.com thrive in your purpose welcome to spiritual and empowerment living with international speaker spiritual mentor and best-selling author Tia Johnson, as she discusses spiritual and women's empowerment topics to assist you in igniting your spirituality and empowering your quality of life. Let's welcome your host, Tia Johnson. All right, here we go again. (laughs) Welcome back to the Spiritual and Empowerment Living with Tia podcast. You know, I am always happy to be in this space with you. And I'm even happier to express a little bit of gratitude with you each and every episode. So I want to talk about uh, briefly happiness with gratitude. So happiness by gratitude. I know there are times where we look to our left, we look to our right, we look down, we look up, we look within and think, what do I have to be grateful for? Because I'm frustrated. I am tired. I am fed up. I am done. I don't see a way out. I don't see a way in. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to just sit here and something better happen because I'm throwing in my towel. I am mentally, physically, and spiritually drained. This does happen, and I get it. And I don't want the beginning of these episodes to not acknowledge that. So when we are going through these times where we can't find a reason to be grateful, I want you to challenge the universe And I say this because it happened to me recently where I got annoyed because I wanted something to happen faster. I'm not the most patient person in the world. And I want to tell you that I've been working on this, but it's not really not that true. (laughs) Very minimum. So I, I asked for a sign that things are still on track. Even if I can't see it, things are still on track. That's what I want you to do. And when you see that sign, Write yourself a letter of gratitude. Okay, just something simple. It doesn't have to be grand. And be open open to how you're going to receive this sign. For example, let's say uh, purple flowers are your thing, right? Let's say you want to get specific. Let's say you want to see an African violet, okay? So you say, universe, I'm having a really tough time here. I need your help, okay? Because I don't know which, which, what decision to make right now. Send me a sign. I want to see an African violet. I don't care how I see it, meaning it could be on TV, 
in a billboard, a kick and draw it, whatever the case may be. You never know. Someone may literally give you an African violet. You may see this on Instagram. <laughs> Say, I want to see an African violet. Let me know to let just just to let me know that I'm still on course because I, I don't have that vision right now because I'm going through some things and I need that help. All right. And just kick back. All right. And then I want you to express some gratitude because we need these signposts and I get it. All right. So let that be happiness by gratitude. And then you'll be flooded with emotions and things like that. And your happiness will be restored somewhat. You know, we have to have that come from within, but it helps. Okay. So that, that's my gratitude suggestion for you. And I'm going to remind you of these things because that's how it works. The universe, uh, spirits, they, they want to send us these kind reminders. So a kind reminder for you is to head over to iTunes and rate and review this show. I really do uh, believe that when we connect with people, magic happens. So I will be so appreciative if you were to give me a rating because this allows more people to find me. Apple will say, oh, okay, this show is getting this many ratings. People are loving it. Zoop, send it to the top and more people will see it. Of course, it's always word of mouth. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you want to contact me about this episode, there's something you want me to talk about more in depth, whatever the case may be regarding this podcast, head over to your email and email me at podcast at tiamariejohnson.com. Or you can head over to my Instagram. Each week, you will see a new episode alert in the description. You cannot miss it, guys. You can't. And it's over at Tia underscore johnson underscore if you haven't already make sure you get your spiritual freebies guys there's there's several freebies over on this this uh page that i'm about to give you and it's tiamariejohnson.com forward slash freebies and these are really as i said in other episodes to help you help make your life easier to have it run smoother to help you unlock things about yourself so you can get to the point of living your purpose and living your, your true self, all that jazz. So again, timariejohnson.com forward slash freebies, F-R-E-E-B-I-E-S. And of course, you know, I'm going to talk about the blog. This blog post uh, is very special this week. So head over to blog.timariejohnson.com. Uh, it's a real treat. I like it. It's probably one of my favorite posts, but I say that about other posts too. <laughs> All right, so head over to blog.timariejohnson.com. And, of course, you can be one of the first people to receive it by signing up to the newsletter. You can just go to timariejohnson.com and, you know, sign up, and you'll get the link. You'll be one of the first people to receive the link when the blog post goes live. And then you can go ahead and read to your heart's content. So now that all that's done, let's get to today's episode, shall we? Hello there, spiritual trailblazers. You are in for a treat today because this is a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for quite some time, and we have a very special guest. We have here Linda Ugalo. She is a transformational speaking coach who helps entrepreneurs and creatives to overcome the fear and stress of being seen and heard speaking live or on camera. So this is what we're talking about, overcoming fear of speaking and visibility. Linda, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. 
Oh, I am super excited because I know this is a topic that I had to (laughs) face at one time, even though I love talking with people. It's a different game. So how did you get into this field of helping people? Well, just like you, it wasn't always comfortable for me. In fact, for decades, I avoided speaking in a public arena until I had um, an experience that made me get up in front of people because there was a topic and an issue that was really dear to my heart and I felt passionate about it. And people said, you got to talk about this. So I said, okay, I'll do it. And I, it was under duress, but I, I did it and I had a really great outcome. So having that experience of having a really great outcome gave me the I guess the motivation that it's okay to be scared and it's worth it in order to get information out there and help people. And it's a way of contributing uh, to public conversation. So I was part of a group at that time of organic farmers, actually. I was, I had an organic farming business and I was learning the, the tricks of the trade and involved in the new England chapter of the Organic Farming Association. And I started after that one experience, they asked me to uh, give some summer workshops and winter workshops. And I always said yes after that, number one, because it gave me free admission. (laughs) (laughs) It's worth it for the money. (laughs) And, And number two, I saw it was a kind of community where everybody helps each other move along. And I loved this organization because year by year, people had more experience. They got better at what they did in farming and they could share their, their experiences. And it wasn't just actually how to grow the best strawberries. It was also what are they doing in Armenia and what's going on in the government and politics. And so it was very broad and you could, I even gave a topic on homeschooling once and, um, so I, I got in the habit of feeling willing to get in front of people, but it was still with a lot of physical symptoms, you know, with a racing heart, mm-hmm. you know, pounding out of my chest and my sweaty hands, and I would be afraid of forgetting things and all that kind of stuff. Now, I made a transition to coming online, and in that transition and trying to figure out, well, how do you market yourself? And I was I had given up being a farmer. I decided I was going to be a coach because that was really my, my zone of genius. I mean, yes, I can grow great tomatoes, but I can better help people feel comfortable. And that was something that I had done in movement because I was a, a dancer in my in my training and not just dancing, but dance as a process of personal development. So I had a degree in expressive therapies. So I came online. I had no idea what I was going to do because I didn't think I could bring dance online that comfortably. I mean, like I could have done it, but I sort of wanted to see what else I could do. And I just began to lurk around and notice what people were struggling with. And in the process of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I also began taking video courses because I saw video as something that was going to be crucial in becoming known. So I wanted to get started in becoming comfortable on video. And then 
Periscope came out. This was 2015. Periscope was the first app that did, or one of the two first apps that did live streaming. It was before you had Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all what we have now. And when I got on, I was told, you got to do this every day to build a following. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, uh-huh. like gathering myself up. Okay, I'm going to do this. And I remember my very first one, and I was talking about how to deal with disappointment in yourself. And I went outside in the garden. I sat underneath my peach tree as I gave this little thing, and my heart was pounding. And I remember when I was done, I was thinking, I got to delete this. And I went, no, no, don't delete it. Just breathe and leave it up, and whatever happens, happens. And someone actually responded how it was helpful to them. And I thought, yes, that's why I'm doing this, because it's to be helpful to other people. Mm-hmm. After a week, I was like really noticing how stressed I was about this. And I reached out to my video mentor, who was my inspiration for getting on Periscope. And I said, it was Holly Gillen. And I said, hey, Holly, uh, do you feel afraid when you do this? <laughs> and she said, <laughs> Linda, everybody feels afraid, but don't worry. When you've done a hundred, you'll be fine. And I thought, a hundred. Okay, (laughs) here I go. So I was undeterred. I got on every day. I joined uh, like a group of people that did like a pass the Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember day 75, I'm about to press broadcast and my heart was pounding as it did every single day and that was when I thought wait a minute I I'm doing all this stuff that I should be doing I I'm getting on every day but I really hate the way it feels to be scared I just don't like this feeling and if I'm going to be doing this every day I've got to find another I need to figure out how to get beyond this so I'm not scared because I, I can get over the hump, but getting over, but I still have a hump to get over. Mm-hmm. And that's when I just pull back and I, I pause and I say, okay, I'm just going to like investigate this. I'm going to like explore what does this feel like? What is, what is fear anyway? You know, why, why am I feeling like this and what could it be attributed to? And with my psychology background and my expressive therapies background, I, I just started to try out different things and, and journal about what I was doing. And what I discovered was some very simple but overlooked mm-hmm. <laughs> um, concepts was that when we feel afraid, it means that simply we don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. So we don't feel safe being the center of attention or letting ourselves be more um, in the limelight, like getting that attention. That there, and the reason why we wouldn't feel safe is because there's, there have been experiences that taught us or gave us the message that it wasn't safe. So I began to look at what those messages were for me. And once I could identify them, I was able to use various tools and techniques to kind of deactivate my attachment to them. And in a matter of days, I really felt completely different. And it blew me away. It 
And I was so delighted because it was like, wow, yay, I can do this. I don't have to be afraid every time I go on. And I went on to do 200 more periscopes, feeling kind of excited every day. And like, this is a fun thing that I get to do. And I can't wait for the next one. And that, you know, and having that feeling, it made me think, you know, I did this for myself and I have my own stories and everybody has their own experiences. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if what I did would work with other people, but it's worth a try. So I started to put out that I'd like to, you know, try helping some people. And we had some great results. And then that's how I fell into it. It was simply that I had addressed my own dire need (laughs) to feel a different way, was successful, and then began to work with other people. And so for the past three years, that's what I've been doing. And first it was just people doing video, but then I started to get some people say, well, I'm fine on video, but I'm freaked out in front of an audience, a live audience. Will could you help me? And I said, well, let's try. And it also worked because I realized that it's the same principles of fear that are coming up. Now there are different skills needed for video versus being live, but the fear is actually very similar. So that's how I got into it. Wow, that is wonderful. I love the progression over the years and how people are saying, hey, you know, what about live in person? (laughs) Because being in person and being behind a camera at home on your phone for Periscope, two different platforms, two different uh, mindsets going on here. So when you are in that that between point, right before you go to speak and your heart starts racing and your mind's racing as well, what are some of the tactics you use to calm yourself down? I know you mentioned breathing, but as far as mindset, what are some things that you use to just say, okay, Linda, we got this. <laughs> I got this. Yeah. Well, I just want to just revisit before I go into that, that there is a difference between managing fear and dissolving fear. Mm. So the things that I was doing for the first 75 periscopes were, was managing fear. And I can definitely, you know, share those things because they, they will help you in the moment, mm-hmm. but it doesn't get rid of the fear. Next time you do it, you're going to have to do the same kind of managing or bring in other managing techniques. But there is that ability to actually dissolve the fear. And that is what I found so exciting. And then when you use those management techniques on top of it, instead of uh, dealing with the fear in the moment, you are using those techniques to align yourself and to put yourself in the state of being that you can best serve in. Mm-hmm. Because you're not, what's happening is like when you're in a state of fear, it's distracting. You, can't, you don't have your full attention on the task at hand, which is to connect, to deliver your message, to, to be present. You're using part of your, your awareness and your attention in dealing with the physical, emotional stuff that's coming up. So you can't, it it inhibits you from being fully yourself, from being fully focused. However, it may be all you have to do is to just manage it at the time. So I think they're worthwhile. 
to know about. So some of the things, um, does that, that, is that clear to you? Like there is a difference there? Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah when, when you're dissolving it, it's, it's gone. <laughs> but it's <the main laughs> is just telling the, Shh, it's okay. Just be quiet real quick. Yeah. I need to do something. Right. It's, it's hard when you've got something inside you saying, ah, you know, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Ah, oh my God, what did you say? And oh, what are people thinking? It's like all of a sudden you're like having to firefight and troubleshoot constantly while you are trying to, you know, deliver. It's like you're you're having two conversations at once, one inside your head and one with the people that you're talking with. Mm-hmm. So so what I did and you know continue to do in and more now it's more of like a playful way. It's like what can I do to kind of get myself charged up or like if I'm feeling tired, how do I get shift my energy? So one of the things that I mean, I do like breathing. I, I am a big proponent of relaxation. Some people like to deep breathe. I, I've done that a lot, but I actually prefer what feels more like quiet breathing now. And I learned that from this process called buteco breathing, which is to help people who have asthma. Mm. What when you tell someone who has asthma to take a slow, deep breath, that actually triggers their asthma. But when they go into a very quiet, still place, then their breathing it becomes more gentle and, and quiet rather than deep and powerful. Then they, they relax more in their body and their passages relax as well. So that's, that's what I like. But you have to find what breathing works for you. However, if I find that there is a lot of energy running through me, a lot of nervous energy, I like to physicalize it because I feel like if that energy is happening, it needs some place to go. So I'll shake. I'll, like, shake my arms, mm-hmm. I'll shake my booty. Mm-hmm. I'll, like, jump up and down. I'll run around the room. I'll do jumping jacks. I'll put on music and dance. I like you can, like, put the sense of, confidence in your body physically by doing power poses as Amy Cuddy talks about or yoga strengthening poses like warrior pose or through dancing like put on music with a a strong drum beat or powerful energy and like make you know use put that tension in your arms and press and feel that strength in your body and your feet your legs And that gives that energy a place to go. So that's on a physical side. Then there is the mindset side. And some people find it really helpful to think about, like, this is about serving. This is about being helpful. And this is, I am doing my part in helping others, just as others have done their part in helping me. Mm. So I, I, as I... You know, for me, it was great to have this template of this organic farming organization because it was really clear that we were all, I mean, some people have been doing this for decades and they were really, really, you know, like rock star farmers. Mm -hmm. But, you know, everybody who had a success and who were willing to be in front of people would get up, you know, and say, I'm going to show you how to grow great garlic. Because I've been having great garlic year after year, and I want to show you how to do it. So that kind of having that template of 
I know how to do this, so I'm going to get up there because other people have shared with me what they know how to do well. I'm going to share with you what I know how to do well. So having that mindset really helps of, you know, I'm just going to share what I can share. Uh, a third thing um, is giving yourself a big permission slip. And this is very, very key. And one of the ways I work with my clients is their inner dialogue, because you can be in the safest environment in the world, but if you are bullying yourself by the kinds of things you're telling yourself, you're not going to, and you don't feel safe inside, you're not going to feel safe with other people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we may think that we're afraid of what other people are going to say. And sometimes we are in an environment where we're speaking and it's antagonistic. But a lot of, you know, as an entrepreneur, most of the times we're not. We're talking to people who want to be there, who are choosing to be there. It's not like we are, it may be different if you are pitching to investors. But I'm going to get to that in a minute. Your your self-talk, if it sounds anything like you don't know what you're doing, you're not an expert, um, you don't have enough experience to do this, you're too old. I mean, it may sound okay in your own head, but if you say it out loud and you say it with the name of someone who you really care about, let's say I'll say my daughter, um, Lexi, and I'll say, Lexi, you're really not an expert. Lexi, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. You're, you're way too young to do this. Who's going to listen to you? Who do you think you are? I mean, I would never say that to her mm-hmm. because it wouldn't be encouraging. It wouldn't help her get to where she needs to go in order to become the person she's going to become. And if I'm not going to say it to her, why would I say it to myself? Right. So I call this the best, my, I call it the best friend technique. If you wouldn't say something out loud, if you wouldn't say it to your best friend, don't say it to yourself. And you have to make a commitment around that because let's say you have your best friend who is talking to you with encouraging words and you're not taking it in because you have this negative thing in your head. You're not taking in their gift. You're, you're throwing that gift down on the floor. So we need to learn how to receive, not just from other people, but receive from ourselves. Because we can't rely on other people to fill the, the, to patch up our holes. We have to do our own patching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I love about, what I love about this is we are, you know, so I'm talking about how to get comfortable in front of, people, but really it's an opportunity for us to do our personal work and our spiritual work because the stakes are high. It brings up all these feelings for us and it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to learn to be kinder to ourselves on a deeper level. It's an opportunity to give ourselves permission to take risks and and not beat ourselves up afterwards once we've done it, <laughs> and it may not work out the way we thought it, it would. It gives us the opportunity to trust being just where we are and not trying to be someone else or something else or somewhere else than we are, 
to really honor where we are in the journey. Yeah, I really love that. And I also love that you are talking about farmers because I would not have thought in a million years to uh, connect with a farmer and to have him or her teach me about garlic. And that's such a cool uh, subject and also a, a cool niche because that's needed. Like I love garlic in my pasta. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I know there's someone out there listening who's thinking, as you were just saying, is that what your daughter, well, who am I to talk about this or no one's going to listen. There is an audience out there who's waiting to hear what you have to say. And if you're thinking, um, maybe, I don't know. No, 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 no. That's cool. I can imagine being there and thinking, you know what? That's really interesting. Maybe I'll tell my friends. I do have friends who grow their own tomatoes and and other foods, and they may benefit from that. So even if I'm not going to do it, I can pass along that word. And I think that's where some people get nervous and, and even frightened is, oh, my gosh. If I go out here, no one's going to pay attention. I may, as you stated earlier, forget to mention something, and the list goes on. But no, there's there's a, a thing here that people are waiting to hear. That's right. That's right. I mean, I I, I sometimes think about, gosh, I should like start a farming at home podcast because I do know so much about it and yeah I love talking about growing things still but it's not quite on topic to what I'm doing now mm-hmm. but but yes it's that's why it's good to take the time it's worthwhile to take the time to get out of our own way and unfortunately you just can't push through it well you know I I, I hate absolutes I'm going to qualify that Sometimes someone hasn't tried something and just because it's new and they may have a kind of like a hesitant personality, they won't know if they like it or not. So I always encourage people to try it because you know what? You may be one of the few that really likes it. Or you might be one of the many who would like it, but it's hard to get out of your own way. So I just want to share with you some of the things that got in my way because it may help other people to recognize what are some of the things that may get in their way. So for me, for instance, when I started to look at what, why do I feel so afraid and what does the fear even feel like? I, I had this, this flash that I was going to be attacked. And when I looked at, okay, yeah, I've, I've gotten attacked in my life. I, my sisters were really jealous of me and they would express it by kicking me or holding me down and tickling me till I couldn't breathe. And I was screaming and, you know, things like that. And they would do this. And I adored my sisters in spite of this. They were older. It's all love. It's all love. I know. I I loved them, and I really wanted them to love me. And I I was aware, I was acutely aware that my mom would fuel this by by comparing me to them because I was the goody goody. They were they were kind of fresh, and they'd get in trouble, and my mom would punish them. And I had 
decided I'm never going to do anything that makes her angry at me like she is at them. And because of that, I became a real goody goody. And then she would say, why can't you be like Linda? And that would fuel their, their jealousy. And, and I realized that that created this whole mindset for me of it's not good for me to outshine other people. And it's not good to draw attention to myself because if someone gives me attention for something I'm doing well, other people are going to get jealous and they're not going to love me. Now that's really hard to hold on to when you are, you know, trying to get more visible. It's like, it's an ambivalence. It's like there was part of me that wanted to get visibility, but there was another part that said, don't do that. Remember it's not safe. And that's very powerful. And we have these things in our lives. I mean, it may not be your siblings. It might be, you know, something that happened in school, a mean teacher where you're humiliated or where you're forced to do something before you're ready. Or you had expectations of, you know, I had a client who's, you know, brought home a 97 and the response from the parent was, 97, why not 100? And, you know, the whole idea that you have to be perfect and otherwise you're not good enough and you're not going to keep the love of your parent. Or or you see somebody else being ridiculed standing in front of the class and they didn't have it all together and the kids are snickering and you say to yourself, ah, it's never going to happen to me. So it, these are the kinds of things that, you know, they may be small things, they may be big things. But they accumulate. It's usually not one thing. It's usually several things. And the, the tricky part is that they're not in the front of our mind usually. They're things that we may have forgotten about, but they leave an imprint on our body because at the time they made us, they, they inspired a decision on our part on how we were going to protect ourselves. And then that becomes habit. And when it becomes habit, it goes kind of underground because we don't have to think about it consciously. It just is automatic. So we have these automatic responses to things that are hard to recognize that they're at play. We just feel fear is this big thing. Oh my God, you know, what's going to happen? I'm all nervous. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm all nervous. It's just this monolithic thing that just feels like nervousness. And you don't think, oh, yeah, I remember this happened and I made that. I said, I'm never going to do that. Or this happened and I said, I better be careful. Or, you know, it's we like internalize you- it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what I, that's the work I do is helping people eliminate that. And people can I did it for myself. So, you know, someone can do it for themselves if you feel like you've got the tools handy to like you love to journal or you work with you know a a kind of a coach or a healer definitely utilize them to explore this because you can definitely get to the other side of feeling nerves and anxiousness either on camera camera at a networking event or on stage I did mention before that I get to the whole thing about being in front of a um, an audience that is not friendly. Mm, yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah, so you know, so it's one thing to learn how to get comfortable when the audience is friendly, and it still, you know, takes some attention and investigation and a uh, bit of time and work. 
But being in front of, let's say you are pitching to investors, you've got a business idea that needs an influx of money and you're being quote unquote judged that it doesn't mean that they're not friendly. It doesn't mean that it's like shark tank and people are like really blunt and harsh, but you are knowing that you're being judged or maybe it's a kind of a competition. Like last year I did a bunch of storytelling slams and I didn't know it the first time I did it. What's that? Oh, this is, oh, man, because I did one and I was a nervous wreck. I didn't look like it when I was talking, but I was just saying, please don't pick me. Please don't pick me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, storytelling slam, at least at the first level, it's a, I found it. I don't know where, where yours was, but I found it to be a very forgiving audience. And in fact, that's what inspired me to get up. Because I thought, oh, everyone's so nice and encouraging here. I'm going to do it. However, I won, which was great. Oh, wow. Nice. I, I didn't realize it was a competition and there was a thing about winning. I went, oh, my gosh. Well, that's kind of cool. But then I had to go on to the semifinals. And that I knew was being judged. <laughs> So, you know, you can, you know, be in an environment that is being judged and they're friendly, or it could be a place where it, you know, people are, I don't know, you, maybe you're at a conference and people there are, there are a lot of egos there and mm-hmm. who knows, or maybe you are brought into a, a business and you, maybe you were brought in last minute or something, you don't, or you're brought into an environment where there's some antagonism that you are, they're hoping that you're going to solve by representing a particular perspective, but you don't realize that half the audience is there, you know, rooting against you from the very beginning, even not about you, but because they're being coerced to sit there or something. So you may be in those kinds of situations. And the key to feeling at ease in those situations is releasing your attachment to the outcome and to having a certain result. And that doesn't mean not caring about the audience. It doesn't mean not setting an intention to persuade or to have a particular outcome. But once you have made that, to let go of it. Because we can only ever like control our own responses, we cannot control other people's responses. And you don't know where other people are coming from and where they're at. And it it has more to do with them than you. Of course, there's a meeting, but a meeting of, you know, the energy of you on stage and them in the audience. But the way to be at ease is to just, you do your best and you let go of the rest. Yeah, I agree because it's hard because we want to not just, you know, do the best and let go of the rest. Like initially for me, at least, I'm like, I want to do the best all the time. And, you know, it goes on and on and on. And then I had to learn to take a few steps back and just think, okay, just as you said, boom, just and just leaves the rest because we will eventually be in our heads, just like when I was doing that story slam, people loved it. And, uh, <laughs> but I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not ready. I'm not prepared for this. But just as you were saying, you know, it's, it's a whole, it's a process. Mm-hmm. And 
sometimes what I had experienced too is that you can't really tell uh, the expressions of people, even though uh, we've been taught to, okay, someone crosses their arms, they're not really uh, in, in an agreement with you, or if they're sitting really still, they're not nodding their head, they don't really like what you're saying. Sometimes that's a little bit of a disruption too, because you're trying to gauge the audience <laughs> and trying to think, Oh my gosh, I want to connect with someone, but I can't because, but that's not the case. Sometimes people are just comfortable with their hands folded. So that's, that's right. just something um, I learned over time too. And so one of the questions I have here is, is uh, what's something you wish more people would ask you about when they come to you for getting over this fear and speaking in front of people and in front of the camera? I wish that people would take their desire further. So not just to, and they do, I mean, because they hang out with me, they, they do. But I wish that people understood that it's not just about getting, getting it done. It's about loving doing it mm. because this is our life. This, these are our lives and we may as well feel as good as we can about everything we do as we can. So let's aspire to that. So not just get it done and, you know, do a, a good job, but let it feel like something that really transported you as well. That was a, that felt maybe even like a peak experience. Mm -hmm. And, and to ask, how do I get there, Linda? Like, how can I feel like this is, a blast and that's my that's my intention for people to feel like this is fun yeah this is something I get to do right because if you're not having fun what's the point right yeah well there are there are more points I mean as we talked yeah. about the service piece but sure. you know what you're not going to stay there long doing the service if you're not having fun at some point you say you know what I've had enough because mm -hmm. you're not getting something from it. You have to get something from it too. It's exactly. to me, it's not enough that it's about service. Although, you know, in some cases it would be, but not as a sustainable diet. Mm -hmm. I think you have to feel like you are gaining something, a satisfaction, a feeling of expansion, a feeling of fulfillment as well. Right. And that can definitely be someone's happiness just to help others, just to see someone, you know, when, when they get that, get to make that connection and they're speaking, it's like, yeah, I can feel that this person is really going to take what I'm saying and be proactive mm -hmm. in information. Mm -hmm. So you have a guided visualization for speaking confidence for us. Yes, yes. I love visualization. I think it's one of the most powerful tools you can use. Performers use it, top athletes, you know, Olympians use it. It's kind of pre, it's like a mental rehearsal that pre-programs your neurophysiology with the kinds of experiences that you want to have. So this, this particular guided visualization for speaking confidence is 10 minutes long, and you can get it at lindaugolo.com forward slash speaking confidence. And what I recommend is that you listen to it at least daily before an upcoming presentation. As soon as you know you're going to be doing something, 
you know, pop it on and listen to it. It's, it's the kind of thing that you can listen to over and over and over, and it'll just put you into that body-mind space that you want to be in. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. And, and this particular one is not geared towards going on live stream or mm-hmm. video, but even if you listen to this one, you will, it, you'll benefit from it in those areas as well. Awesome. Any final thoughts? I just want to encourage the listeners, all of you listening, to be kind to yourself and to take this moment right, right now to just breathe and relax in your body and enjoy this moment. Because the more you do that, the more you'll have these moments of ease and confidence. Awesome. And it's funny that you said to be nice to yourself. That's usually how I end, too. I I usually say, be nice to yourself. Many blessings. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So thank you so much for being on the show. I learned a lot. I was also reminded of a few things about fear, especially the dissolving versus managing the fear. That was golden. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Great to be here, Tia. Awesome. So Please, as Linda has stated, and I'm going to reinforce it, be nice to yourself. (laughs) Many blessings. I will talk to you soon. Don't forget to get uh, Linda's speaking confidence, okay? And I'm going to put that in the the link in the description for this episode so you can just click it and have direct access to it. All right, so thanks again. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings. Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings.